0: be recording today um i think that this is our first time we actually got to record and even though we don't have a an official introduction we're hoping to get all that together soon
1: yeah we'll definitely be putting together um an official one so we can have that for you like she said this is our first one we're going to touch on a few uh those are our, our favorite true crime stories today and then we're going to talk about um what we would like to see in some longer episodes and maybe you guys will give us some feedback about what you would like to listen to as well.
0: And also uh, before we start we're going to go ahead and just establish why our name is called the Native Tongue. Um, Shamir is Native American but that is not why it's called the Native (laughs) Tongue. Um, My last name is actually Mwamba but I'll go by Wales for now. Um, But the Native Tongue is going to be not only about true crime but it's going to be how we how we view it. Just our thoughts personally on how we feel about certain crime cases that we come across. So we're hoping to be able to do that for you guys.
1: We're really excited. We we both have been kind of obsessed with true crime for, I guess, our entire adult life. So here we are going to just talk with you guys about it and see maybe what we can grow from it. Um, One of the first things that I wanted to talk about, I think if you're in Knoxville and aware of true crime, you probably are going to already know about this story. Um, I bring it up so I can talk about what happened because of this story Um, I'm going to talk about Jonna Berry a 21 year old who was asleep in her bed and someone broke in claiming to try to steal car keys and ended up stabbing her 26 times so I'm not sure how you go from I'm going to be stealing a car to stabbing a young lady 26 times and then he claims it was an accident the reason I bring this up is because there was actually a John Berry law formed because of it. So, before in Tennessee, if you had a violent crime or you had a felony, it wasn't necessarily that they would put your DNA into CODIS or your fingerprints or any kind of way to track you. Because of John Berry and her mom, she's actually um in two thousand seven the Jonna Berry Act was passed and that says that any person arrested for a violent felony will have a biological specimen for DNA taken and put into the database. If they would have had that, he would have been arrested possibly weeks instead of years. So um those over four hundred DNA samples taken in two and a half years trying to find who killed Jonna and if they would have had this already passed, it would have been easy to find him because he was a career criminal. And it's so. an,
0: it's crazy that that wasn't already a, a law to, to begin with.
1: It is in other states, but her mom really pushed for it to be in this state, in Tennessee, because if, if we would have had it, she would have been identified a lot sooner. Um, her killer would have been a... And she, uh, her mother also did a toy drive that happens every year as well at Food City. So that's kind of a good way to memorialize someone. Um, over three thousand toys, it said last year, was give, were given away in her name. So that's definitely something good that comes out of it. Um, but I wanted to kind of bring that up first because of the law. Um, I think it's kind of crazy that that wasn't mm-hmm. a law at that point.
0: And I'm today. Today I'm going to talk about um, Kendrick Johnson, and I know there's so much information on him. Um, and on the case, and his family went through so much imaginable grief for, and you can go online if you choose, you know, um, viewer discretion is advised, because there's so many horrible pictures um, of Kendrick Johnson after after his death or murder. Um, But the reason that I'm not going to dive too much into it is, well, one, there's so many podcasts that, talks about kendrick johnson um amazing podcast i know the first episode i ever listened to on kendrick johnson was in the generation y podcast the first podcast i ever listened to in general was generation y but also because today our goal is not to really dive into both of these cases it's mainly just to tell you like a case that has stuck with us um like for a really long time um but back to shamir is there anything else that you wanted to bring out about John barry
1: No. I mean, just to kind of make the viewers already aware that there wasn't this law in Tennessee until 2007. I think when we talk about true crime and a lot of the podcasts or TV shows, they don't go into, like, like how easily it would have been able to find these people if they were already in the system. If you've already violated the system, then you should biologically be traceable i believe yeah absolutely. Um, so that's my main takeaway from it is that people should definitely have to give their sample if you've made a violent felony Mm -hmm. i think even violent misdemeanors i think you should be and people argue because of domestic violence that it shouldn't be but if you will if you engage in domestic violence it's not going to be a huge stretch if you were to engage in violence on another person yeah absolutely absolutely well, why do you feel like
0: that? Um, her her death in general just like to you. Why did it stick with you all these years?
1: It stuck with me honestly because of her mother, and I'm not gonna lie. I follow her mother on Facebook. I have met her mother at a witness rally for another murder that we're actually going to film a whole episode on. Um, that's the Chris Newsom and Shannon you know, Shannon murders. So we will talk about those on a full episode because it is Knoxville, and that's where we are. Yeah. Um, I was somewhere to support that and met John Barry's mom and I had heard about it but seeing her so adamant um to try to get this legislation in place and why because she wanted to not waste money if if you've already done an offense there's no reason to spend two and a half years testing 400 people that would cost enough hundreds of thousands of dollars so what she's saying saying to get it passed was that if we can get this passed we can save money and save lives if you're a violent offender, there's no reason why you're not on a registry. um A lot of people i would a lot of people are going to argue with me, and that's okay. You know that's just how I feel about it but her watching her mom literally beg people to vote or beg people to get involved with helping survivors really kind of stuck with me because here you are in the middle of grief. And the only thing that you're thinking about is how do I help someone this happen, this not happen to someone else? How you old know? was
0: she? Uh, John? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Wow.
1: Wow. And she's lived in a apartment She was just living by herself, just having a great time, and just in the middle of the night, this person came in.
0: And you said she's native to Knoxville. Yep. Yeah, see, I, I believe it or not, I never heard of um, that case before. Too, you brought it up to me the other day, and I remember how we talked about how um, it stuck with one of the reasons that it would stick with you is because she was just she just lived alone you know she was just like us she just lived it alone and was asleep in her apartment and I think that's definitely our fears as a woman as women just like being alone at home and something like that happening to you I don't know about you, Shamir, because you are an MMA fighter, (laughs) and, like, you have a lot of experience with that kind of stuff, but, uh, me personally, that has, um, me as just, like, a white stripe, a white belt with no stripes, I definitely still have, um, that fear about uh, that kind of stuff happening.
1: It's, it's definitely scary, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to get involved. It's one of the reasons that I wanted to know how to defend myself and know how to take care of myself, um. That's why I, ch- I try to get other women involved and other people involved, even if they're like, "I don't want to do jujitsu." I'm like, just learn enough, go for a year and a half until it's muscle memory. You know, go for a while and then go two or three times a week. You don't have to go every day. You know, go two times a week or something, but do something that's going to help you to be able to defend yourself. Now, I'm not sure that anybody would be able to defend themselves woke up in the middle of the night, right, right. with an intruder. You don't know what's going on. You don't. You I mean you have no idea, you just woke up so you don't know what's happening um she but she did have a fiance um and if you follow her, if you go on her mom's page, there's not a week that goes by that she does not share a picture of her daughter and it it just bothers me it's there's no reason for it to have happened, right you know, like it was absolutely the guy said he was trying to steal car keys to steal cars and then he just accidentally stabbed this lady 26 times because he says it was an accident i can understand if you stabbed her once Mm -hmm. now she did actually get out of her apartment she went to house got down the stairs actually fought with all those stab wounds to go downstairs and i that stuck with me too like you tried so hard and nobody opened their door Mm -hmm. so i mean think about if you were literally like we see the horror movies where people are beating on the doors Mm -hmm. that might have been you, you need not open the door, you know, because you're like, oh, whatever, you know, like I always check, even if I'm scared, I go and check because you don't know what it's going to be, you know, and like the person, nobody's ever said like what those people thought, nobody's ever said like, well, I did hear her or didn't hear her, but it stays in my mind, like you didn't hear this girl screaming and pounding on your door, right, you know, yeah, like what happened, was it just a bystander effect that you didn't do this you know like that you didn't step in or try to help or anything because it was in i'm actually going to show you where it was if anyone's interested i'll upload a picture of this on we're we're going to have our instagram so i'll upload a picture of it to it but it was actually in brandon park apartments that are on grayland drive so it's in west knoxville right off cedar bluff and in case you don't know knoxville
0: yet that is like one of the the nicest nicest areas. areas yeah
1: so, of course, he was going to go in and try to steal some nicer cars, probably make some better money off of it, but if he would have had that DNA sample because he was already a violent offender, mm. we wouldn't have taken two and a half years. Somebody would, her mother would not have to live two and a half years not knowing what happened, mm. to her daughter, or not knowing, like, why. So, she actually made it all the way out of her apartment and down two flights of stairs before someone said, before someone called the police that the they actually called the police and said that they thought that she was drunk. So, the police did not go as fast. You know, like, they still went, but there was two more calls that came in before that. Before that time. And before they'd even, like, gotten there. So, she did not make it. uh, You know, obviously. But they... They had talked about how it was in a nicer part of town they offered rewards for the conviction they tried so hard to to be in the news all the time and like just talk to people but it was really hard because it was it was like 2003 so you can imagine they don't know as much about dna as they do now you know like they there wasn't as much going on um everyone always shares i think it's kind of crappy that everyone always shares the perpetrator's picture because they're like oh look how sorry he is because there's a picture of him crying i do not feel sorry for him nope. he made a choice to stab someone 26 times he made that choice i do not feel sorry for him in any way and people are like well he said he's sorry that might be good enough for his mother you know or, mm. or her mother that <laughs> yeah. maybe could forgive him but I can't forgive somebody for just deciding to take someone's life, you know? Yeah. So, when you, we think about DNA and we think about people being held responsible for their actions, we need to think, everybody needs to think about the last 10 years of really when DNA taken off. So, if it was before 2010 that these crimes happened, odds are things were dis- discarded, things were not taken seriously because they were like well it's just blood what can we get out of it you know so it wasn't as big of a thing um so that's why i think it's really important that she got that law passed in 2007 because now now you will have your dna taken if you're a violent offender and maybe somebody else does not have to wait two and a half years to figure out what happened to their kid if, so, if they get married if they get murdered
0: and um like you talked about the shannon some and some murders um as we'll go over in another episode but Um, they were in a a very good side of town when that happened. Like they were off like Cherry Street, which if again, if you don't know Knoxville, that's like a bad side of town. Um, so when they went missing, it was kind of like, oh, you know, they were on Cherry Street. Something must have terrible must have happened. But out in West Hills, like if you're kind of not as on, I guess you're not really on guard. You know, people. Um, I live out west, and and sometimes people will just like leave their door open, or like will leave their garage door open and a big part of the um the shock of probably not only Shannon Berry but it was the Shannon Christian's murders was that Knoxville just in general is not that is not considered like that violently dangerous like we have like um certain like stealing problems and stuff but for that kind of murder it really most really of- hits and so- shocks Knoxville when it does happen
1: yes because most of our murders if you're not familiar with East Tennessee we have a huge pain pill problem we have an opiate problem we have a meth problem white county used to be white county's about an hour and a half from knoxville and it used to be the meth capital of the world Mm. so it's not it's not like we we have crimes but they're mostly due to drug deals or domestic abuse or things like and i'm not saying that those are any better so don't don't get me wrong I'm just saying most of the time you know the reason for the murder.
0: Exactly, yeah. There's not
1: like It's a, not that...
0: Even if it does happen, it's not that violent. Yeah, it's...
1: Right. Not, like, you know, violent. it's like an a argument or a drug deal or, you know, like there's something that happened that kind of like took place for this murder to happen, not you're asleep in your apartment or you are in the wrong part of town on accident. You know, right. like we're just there at a party or we're randomly somewhere else. You know, you, you don't think about those things as much. Speaking of Knoxville being known for crimes or not known for crimes, um, it is regarded that the Hart brothers are America's first serial killers. They were known as Big Harp and Little Harp and they actually went on a nine month murdering spree in seventeen ninety eight and it started in Knoxville. Wow. Most people don't know about it, um, because they ended up in Kentucky and it's more of a Kentucky thing. Um, when the, where they talk about it, but it actually started in Knoxville, right outside at a tavern in Knoxville. Um, now the guys were from Scotland. They were wild. They had three wives that they both their brothers. They had three wives that they shared. He, one of the brothers actually killed his infant, his own infant daughter, because it wouldn't stop crying during the spree. So when we think about Knoxville not being, it doesn't get touched on a lot for crime or like, even, on hauntings or mysteries or things like that. Yeah. But there's a lot there, and we are... That's another part of what makes us the Native Tongue. We're going to talk about things that are native to our area mm. and, obviously, everywhere else, but we're going to talk about those as well.
0: And It's just... It's unfortunate that these things are native to our
1: area. I know. I know. And um, in the 70s, they the Knox actually the Knoxville News Sentinel did a study and like a big thing about the Hart brothers and like talked about them and mo- at that point was when most of the people when they Google it they find that 1970s article when mm-hmm. it talks about it um, but it happened so long ago I don't think a lot of people think about it as being like in our history
0: right well I think um I think we're gonna go for an episode of that as well hopefully in the future mm-hmm. um and probably about episode four, we'll be doing the Shannon Christians and Newsome murders. And probably episode five, we'll do the Hart brothers. So just please uh, feel free to tune in for those if, if you're interested in hearing more in depth about some of those. Um, definitely, uh, we're not listening to that, those episodes around kids because they are a little bit, well, they're very intense. So
1: just, you know, be cautious about and that. And we make this podcast for adults. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not saying that you can't listen to it around kids there'll be no cussing there'll be nothing like that unless we had an interview that got heated or something you know i can't do anything about other people but you know for us we're always gonna try not to have any cussing not to have any bad language that way people can listen to it no matter what walk of life you're from yeah um so just know that uh we are going to talk about the autopsies we're going to talk about things that happened. we're going to talk about pretty triggering situations so we'll always start the episode once we start the episode we will talk about if there is a rape trigger or a violence trigger i i know that you're listening to a true crime podcast but we want to make sure that we're making everybody as comfortable as they can and to still get that knowledge now the kendrick johnson murder that we're that jasmine is going to talk about that was in georgia but we're not too far away from it so it's not like it was in Valdosta out of high school, so it's not very far,
0: yeah, it's so Georgia is um Atlanta Georgia is only three hours away from us um three and a half depending on how fast you go um so with Kendrick johnson the the reason that I felt like it stuck with me all this time was not because of like it being three hours away or it being a few hours away from us was mainly just because of his his age he was he was really young when he died, and um You know, my brother, he he was always been into sports and he was like the sporty type and very popular. um, And so when I listened to the Generation Y podcast and I found out um, and I heard about this case and I, you know, kind of stupidly looked up the pictures of um, Kendrick Johnson. um, At the time when I Googled his name, I didn't know that there was pictures out there. So when I did see that, I I took a break from podcast um, for a while because of it. But the story of Kendrick Johnson is, just in case you don't know it, is he went to um, Laundez High School in uh, Valdesta, um, in Georgia, of course, and he was found in, rolled up in a mat in the the gymnasium. Now, he was rolled up in that mat, but he was rolled up um, upside down, and a lot of the arguments and the debates about Kendrick Johnson was whether it was just um, accidental positional asphyxiation or if it was blunt force trauma and then someone put him in the mat and rolled him up in it and stood him up.
1: No one rolls themselves up in a wrestling mat. If you've never seen a wrestling mat in real life or rolled one up, they are heavy. And you could totally get stuck in one but you would not be able to roll yourself in one. Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely your not. Arms would have to be at the top. I mean, your body would be in such a different position.
0: Well, so with Kendrick, um with the reason that people think that he is like how you said you can get stuck in one because this gym that he was at, it, they had two gyms at his school and one gym, one of the gyms wasn't used that often, which is the gym where Kendrick was eventually found. So, sometimes the kids would put their uh instead of like having a locker they would put their shoes down at the bottom, throw it down at the, at the bottom of this, I guess, the bottom of this mat. Um, and generally, I the shoes weren't, I, I think what I had heard is generally the mats, they weren't stood up, like, straight up. They were just laying down on the ground. So when they put the shoes in there, it'd just be easily accessible. You can reach in there, grab the shoes, and take them with you. But I guess him coming back, he realized that the shoes, that, you know, the mats had been stood up because the gym had been clean, stood straight up. So some people think that he was reaching for the shoes and couldn't get them so he kind of like snugged himself down in there to be able to get the shoes and in doing so he he did it too far and got stuck.
1: I'm just saying sis we can go get some wrestling we can go I bet somebody would let us use their gym and do a test on it. I don't think that you could get stuck in them and I have a pretty good amount of experience around wrestling mats and rolling them up and dealing with them they're so thick if even if you fell in this uh, from the top Mm -hmm. unless that they were like stuck all together to where like it could not fall over there's no way like you would have had to be put in it and he does look like he asphyxiated. i i will agree with the autopsy i'm not saying that i agree that it, it was an accident i don't think it was an accident because of how it would be so hard to get yourself stuck in that mat as a seventeen year old.
0: And just agree with your point. Um so on one episode I listened to on Generation Y, um, I was just like, Man, they somebody probably got away with it. Um, and then another episode I listened to in another podcast, they were like, um, they explained they looked at it more of like an accident perspective. Um, and then I was like, Well man, it's probably it might have been an accident. But then I listened to the Morbid podcast and, you know, they leaned more towards it being, you know, murder. So if you're going to go say that it's murder, this is one of the reasons that I would, I would have to, that kind of sticks with me. Now, if you, showing you Shamir, so this is Kendrick Johnson's body rolled up in the mat. If you see on the side, his shoes are, like, stuffed, like, to the side of him. How would he, how would he
1: get his shoes out from the bottom? A lot of people,
0: Yeah. yeah, a lot of people said that it's like why was why were her shoes stuffed in next to him.
1: Also, if he, you are also sixteen year old, fifteen year old boys, how do you hide a body? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, I guess as you're saying, yeah, like if you hide a body based off what's around you, I guess, if you panic and you do yeah, it that way. And you
1: panic and you're like, well let's if and if it's true if it's known that most of the time these were not like we're not standing up that would be weird to me, too. Why are they standing up this one right. day when they're always right. laying down? If everybody in the school knows that, the, that they're laying down. But even if you look at him where he is right now with his shoes behind his calves, you would be able to get out of that. You could come back out of that, too. Well, for those of you who aren't looking at it, and we'll upload this on our Instagram, too, with a very high warning, Um, it looks like um paper towel tube you know and around it it's just like a rolled up wrestling mat so that's what it looks like a rolled up anything magazine anything so you could there's no way to get stuck in it it's not a cone right you know
0: see some people say so if you look at that picture and you instantly see the rolled up mats you're gonna and the shoes beside him you're like okay so he was reaching for his shoes but his shoes are in there but also if you notice that he doesn't have shoes on his feet so some people think that maybe he was trying to struggle to get himself out that he kicked off his shoes in the process. Because um, if you notice in in how he was rolled up, if you have seen that one, uh, see one picture that's very graphic. I don't know if we'll post that one. But he has one hand kind of like extending above him. And so some people think, you know, one of the um, maybe this when he was trying to he took off the shoes to go get his basketball shoes, switch them out. He was reaching for his basketball shoes and kind of got, you know, got stuck into a position where your um, arm, your your arm is close to your chest, so it kind of gets you to where you can't wiggle yourself out. But the thing that um, about the way he got in that mat, this is because how tight he was in there. Like
1: that, that was, was a lot of complaints.
0: Like he was so tight in there, it's like you would have to. You
1: his inches, his, in his like,
0: yeah, his shoulders compared to how big the mat was, like. His, he, he was he rolled was, up in it. He was he was kind of, he was broad shoulder. So, like, yeah. he was really rolled up in this mat in order to be able to, you have to really force yourself down in there. I kind of feel like you have to really, like, shove yourself down in there intentionally.
1: They also, and I wasn't familiar with this case before we were going to do the podcast. So, if anyone listens to it and they're like, that's not true, uh, I apologize ahead of time. Um, they didn't declare the gym a crime scene i i so I, I read that on it's called scary com, and they have like a bunch of just different stuff to like case files like things so about cases
0: what i do know is about that is that that they um his fellow students and his teachers discovered him so maybe when they saying they didn't declare it a crime scene isn't that like when they discovered him it was kind of already like contaminated you know They that yeah maybe
1: maybe that's what it and that maybe that's what they were talking about but the, the family said that they weren't able to see him until the cops and coroners had done what they needed to do more than two days later they didn't see the body until two days and at that point the gym was not it seems like what they're saying is that at that point they that the gym was not a crime yeah, it scene it was not a crime scene anymore yeah, they that said wouldn't they surprise didn't me. call the coroner until hours after he was found which is against the law no crime scene, take nothing for all we know that could have been a cover-up you know so it's like when i started looking at this it i'm not sure that there would be any way that you could get yourself stuck in a mat and if the if the listeners are interested i'm interested to at least like go to one of the schools get a mat and we can film it because there's it almost makes me infuriated yeah (laughs) i mean he was
0: 17 so i feel like
1: and you're strong yeah
0: football you play he played
1: basketball yeah. And you couldn't get out. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. couldn't get out of that mat. Like, it, if you push something down in the front, in the inside of that mat, it actually widens. That's how, that's what is blowing my mind right now because every time I've moved them, we tried to stack one inside of the other one and it wouldn't work because it just un, unraveled, you know? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to roll him up in it. He would have to be unconscious while he was rolled up in it. Now, I do think it looks like asphyxiation. Just because of the edema. Like the pulling edemas. You know like the blood. Right. Right. So it does look like to me that there is a like that's what happened. Especially because of the the look of the face. I understand that some people they might that might look like he was beaten up. Now what is interesting to me is the bruising pattern on the front of his body. So I think that this lighter part over his left chest—if you're looking at this scene photo—oh yeah, that is not regular pooling. Those a disruption. You are right.
0: You are actually right about that. I'm very impressed because <laughs> Kendrick Johnson, um, um, if he had three autopsies octo- done. On his first autopsy, they said it was positional
1: asphyxiation. And I've never read any of the autopsies. Yeah, sure. so like, she just <laughs> found out about this when
0: we came in here. So uh, the second autopsy was blood force trauma. And the third autopsy was um, apparent non-accidental trauma, blood force trauma. But the difference between the first autopsy and the second and the third is because when they went to do the second and the third autopsy, his organs were missing. So when on the first autopsy, positional asphyxiation. But what they found on the second autopsy when they said it was blood force trauma is that they found bruising on his neck. Like he had kind of been um, aggressively, some people say judo chopped in the side of his neck. Um, so some people think maybe he was, somebody hit they him upside him. to the neck extremely hard to where it passed him out. They panicked and rolled him up in the mat. And
1: So not to bring in 2020 politics, but this year we saw another person get asphyxiated on camera. The way that happened was because of where his arm and his neck were. If you hit someone hard enough in the carotid artery, which is on your neck, like a judo chopper, karate chopper, whatever, or with a a beam, a bat, I mean, you could use anything that's going to make a flat mark that's going to look like a chop. When you do that, the carotid artery blocks the brain signal for blood because that's your biggest artery that goes to your brain you can actually sit in here chop yourself in the neck in that big artery and make yourself feel a little bit weird i don't know if you want to do that but you could when the george floyd stuff was going on that was a big conversation and i got asked a lot of times because of jujitsu and fighting how often someone was passed out from a rear naked choke or passed out from asphyxiation because of the carotid artery all the time that's a move you know that's a thing that you do what looks different on him with the pulling is all these different bruise patterns. You would have a very, if you look at his face, his eye that's red, that could honestly be the pressure pushing the eyeball from the blood, right? That could easily be. But if you look at his chest, that is not regular pinning edema. It would all be his neck. It would all be his chest. There would not be a break in the, in the pattern because it would all be on his head.
0: And if you look at the pictures, um, like of the mats, like where they, so what I thought maybe could have happened was, I don't know if you've seen seen this, so if you see the picture of like where the mats are, they're kind of stood up against each other. Some of them are laying down and some of them are are standing up next to each other. So I thought maybe if he was squirming, maybe it being in between, maybe if it was in between two different mats, it would kind of make it, it might not fall. But in the, in the pictures on, um, And other pictures I found when they did bring it down to its side, he just, it looks like it's, he's so in, like, it's, he's so hidden in there almost, like, you can't even, I see why they couldn't find him at first, because his body is, like, really down in that mat. And you almost can't see his feet um, when it's just on its side. You almost can't tell there's anybody in there at all. No,
1: and to have that much pressure, I feel like I'm willing to get rolled up in resin mat for this mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm willing to be rolled up, stood up in it like I, if we were to sit it up, stand it up did the foam play a part? that foam inside backing play a part in suffocating him? like I'm willing to stay in there until I get dizzy you know, my yeah. <laughs> like pass on just me you know, and I'm not making fun of the situation in any way I laugh sometimes when it's inappropriate <laughs> however this, I mean it just pisses me off because it, this does not seem like an accident in any way and that's
0: why it just always stuck with me um, is because, you know, my brother at the time, he even though Kendrick was 17, my brother was 16 um, and he was the sporty type. And it's just, that could have been my brother. And I couldn't imagine how I would feel if like, that was my family going through something so, uh, who went through something so horrible. And um, positional asphyxiation, is, it's just horrible. Um,
1: All right, I'm going to show you this. It's a uh, picture that I found about someone who left a uh, it's really bad but uh, they left a baby upside down and it had passed away and that's this image stick reminded me when you showed me today about this story how it did look like a fixation because all the blood pulls to it now they've removed some of the face for the autopsy to show the brain underneath wow so you can it right. does make sense that it would be but it would be fully, there's no, almost no bruising. Right, right, On yeah. any of the other parts. And if you look at any upside down asphyxiation, what you're looking at is that, is the head to be purple. Right, They're, right, And yeah. Usually, sometimes there'll be particular, hem- like hemorrhaging on the lungs because of it, but not mostly. And if you, in that picture that I actually showed you, um, um one of them, um,
0: this one. He, you can see like his it looks like his forehead is kinda of scrunched in. Yep. That was part of um the autopsy had actually just begin had been started there. Yep. So like the the skin had been pulled down. So that's why in that picture his face looks a little bit more deformed is because they did do that to to for the autopsy.
1: Um, you see this also with people who put bags over their head. Um you see this kind of death anyway um in asphyxiation it's usually going to be some kind of purple face some kind of uh, hemorrhaging that has happened to make all of the blood rush down there so i do believe he was in, i do believe he was in there upside down i don't we'll see i'll go upside down and see if i can get out of it i mean i i feel like i would be maybe close to as strong as a 17 year old Man, you know, like i mm-hmm. <laughs> like I might be at least close to it, or we'll find a seventeen-year-old who doesn't mind to help us out. We can find someone who kind of built like him, because honestly, this infuriated me so bad this morning when I started looking at it, because I don't think that there's any way. And that's that's where we'll, I guess, we can go next. Um, if you want to talk about how, um, what came out after the story, because maybe they don't they don't know that part either. So, um. Some things
0: that came out after the story was, um, after they found out Kendrick's, bo- Kendrick's body, and um, they some speculation about um, either he was going for his shoes and everything, but obviously his parents thought it was um, a murder, and um, so part of their legal action was to try to find the surveillance tapes, um, le- leading up to his last day at school, um, and you can see Kendrick, actually, if you go on YouTube, you can see him walking, um, like, in the hallway. Um, you can see him. Uh, he has on a, a white shirt. I don't know. On the YouTube video, you can kind of see he has him circled. You can see him, like, walking in, into the gym. Um, but what some of the problem is, is that when they went to get the surveillance footage, is that some of it had disappeared. Um, parts of it kind of had been clipped out. You, Um, seconds or minutes or something were were missing on the surveillance tape so they think that someone had fooled with it and that was part of why they thought um, it could have been a murder Um, and apparently Kendrick had had some beef with uh, some of the kids there for um, some of the kids at his school and the dad of these kids was an FBI agent and they thought maybe it was an FBI cover up but the kids that they that that happened to mention that they were talking about had an airtight alibi. Um another part of the s- things that came out was Were they on
1: camera in the alibi or was it a witness alibi?
0: Um it wasn't a he they were wrestlers I think and they had were not at school that day. They were at a, a wrestling match. So it couldn't have been it couldn't have been then they weren't even in school. When is that Kendrick the Brian and
1: Brandon Bell, that yeah they talk about mm-hmm. okay. yeah, and like well, I said, I was not familiar to this story, so I'd, if I say anything wrong, and the viewers are like, "How dare you
0: <laughs> So you know, they say the first autopsy on any kind of crime case is the most um, is the most accurate because generally when you are first cutting into a body or looking sorry, not to be graphic, when you're first doing that kind of thing, you have more information compared to someone who waited, maybe a few weeks down the road. Or did it the second or third time. And so, when they went to do the autopsy for Kendrick, they did have, on the first one, they did have the organs. But on the second one, the organs had disappeared. When he had...
1: When they take the organs out to weigh them and run processes on them.
0: But generally, they put them back in the right. body, right. And, and But they didn't put it back in the body. And they try they were able, never able to locate Kendrick Johnson's organs. And they're not sure... What had happened to him when he arrived at the funeral home? Um, he had been stuffed with newspaper, and they weren't able to figure out like why was this why they did it this way and why put the newspaper in there? Yeah, why I don't know why his organs would just be taken out and left somewhere. That seems like a very I, weird thing to do. I know
1: a lot about autopsies, and I've never heard of them putting newspaper back into the bodies. You know, mm-hmm. there are you can put gauze in them, you can put. If you don't put the organs back in, like say he was an organ donor, you know, odds are you're not having an open casket. So yeah. the odds are you're cremating or something like that. So I don't know if there is some kind of reason to put the paper in there. I'm going to do some digging on that too. If
0: you, um, if you look it up and you see all the pictures of his body, some of these pictures were actually taken by his parents and posted. Um, and the reason that his dad said he did that um, is because he wanted people to see what they had did to his son um, and I, that has caused a lot of um, at, at these pictures have caused a lot of rioting and problems and you can see um, online where people are showing up pictures of co- uh, of Kendrick and, say, and one of the signs even says no more lies show us the videotape um, so, because, so during this Black Lives Matter time not to get political but i've heard a couple of men people mention kendrick johnson just because in the area where he was it, it was atlanta georgia we all know atlanta georgia is kind of is not i wouldn't consider it a racist place i'm half black i wouldn't consider it a place i've ever worried about going with my um african husband um but we did go on our anniversary We went to kind of a more country rural part of georgia and i was worried about a little racism there and kind of like in the backwoods in a cabin. I saw a couple signs that made me kind of in fear. And so in the area that Kendrick lived in, they did say they had some issues. It's like some racial issues there. So it wouldn't, some people think it wouldn't have been a far fetch for the police or the FBI to try to cover it up because he's just in their eyes, a black kid who who died
1: or lost his life um, or was murdered. So And if you think that times are bad right now in 2020, I guarantee you wouldn't any any better for in 2013, yep. yep. Dang, sure was not any better.
0: And um, yeah. If you just go, we we're gonna post. We're gonna post some of these videos of showing um, uh, maybe Kendrick walking through the hallways and show uh, uh, pictures of him being rolled up in the mat and everything. Uh, we won't post pictures of his bodies just because it's, it's just really graphic and I don't want any. You can anybody. DM us or Google it. Um, if you want, if you choose and want to see it, um, but we we won't subject you to something like that unless you and like for me, unless you want to.
1: The old, if it was an older gym, like we, that's a familiar thing to have like two gyms in a high school because maybe it's cheaper to buy a new one than it is to fix up the old one. So it's how many people had access to that gym that day. It doesn't seem like it's fucking. Sorry, freaking rocket science. Sorry, guys. I know I said. I to to you. This makes me really angry. But, you know, um, the shoes, I
0: didn't mention it. The shoes that actually he was reaching for, uh, the pair of Adidas, um, him and his friend would share them. So they had a habit of either tossing them in the mat or putting them behind the mat. Because um, they
1: were wrestling shoes.
0: Um, they weren't wrestling shoes. They were basketball shoes. So him and his friends would share them instead of, like, getting their own locker.
1: And that kind of tells you the the economic class structure of this person too yeah that you might have to share shoes with someone another reason why the fbi might not care about your existence at any race you know
0: even if it wasn't even even if it had nothing to do with that they i'm pretty sure somebody could reason that that's you know like oh he's just he's a poor kid and sharing his shoes you know um i'm sure people would wrongly reason that just because he decided like honestly My husband and his older, his little brother, who's, um, 16, they share their basketball shoes. They just, that's just just something, that's just a thing that they do. It might not even be economic. Like, um, that's just something, they just something that they do. They're both, they both like these particular basketball shoes and decided to share them. But people, if you're racist and you have hate in your heart like that, I think you could easily reason that that is, um. Is because he's lacking in some kind of way, whether it be in um, in money or privilege or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, that was the that's the Kendrick Johnson case. I we talked. I didn't. I know I didn't go into much as detail maybe as you wanted, but there's a lot of podcasts out there about it, and um, everybody has their own opinion, and you're entitled to that. I personally think. Um, Mainly, what makes me think is it was foul play. That is because if you see some of the pictures of people actually doing this, being rolled up, be like trying to get into a basketball mat, like here's one of. Is um, there
1: other videos of it? I'm see this.
0: Should... This is one guy who he's trying to get, put himself into a basketball mat, and you see he just sticks his head in there, and his shoulder stops him.
1: There be I'm, I mean, says there be no way. Yeah, and
0: so that's what mainly makes me think. Because a positional asphyxiation does happen in Knoxville. Um, at a local gas station, this college kid tried to climb down into a pipe to rob to yes. get to the gas station. Remember, and he yeah. he got stuck and and he died. And he died from positional asphyxiation. So stuff like that does happen. It does happen accidentally. Um, I think it would be but,
1: extremely yeah. hard to do it in a, in to, a just to intentionally shove yourself down in there. Um, that far, it just... And it could have been, and this kind of just hit me, how many times would a teenager maybe, like, joke around and, like, roll each other up in that?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, teenage boys, I, that honestly wouldn't and surprise you me. you unroll him and realize he's died.
1: Right. You might panic and roll him right back up. Right. And clean the entire gym because it had been cleaned. It was not on the schedule. <laughs> but yeah. It could have been clean. So you might... It could have been an accident. Like, the person didn't mean to kill them. I can buy that. You know? The bruising is still really weird. And the situation with not calling an autopsy or not. Most of the time, when it's asphyxiation, the body is found in such a way. And maybe that's part of the bruising. I'll have to look a little bit more at autopsies from positional asphyxiation. But most of the time you've asphyxiated because your neck that artery is cut off. And some know? people
0: think that he fell down in the mat and maybe he landed in a certain way to make that cause the bruising on the neck or or it, something like that. I just feel like personally and my thinking is if my if me and my brother or sister were sharing shoes and we threw them down somewhere, I wouldn't squeeze myself into it to get those shoes. I would be like nope, not doing it. No. But also you, you don't prepare yourself to think I could get stuck here. Sometimes you don't. You're just... Maybe sure. he was in a rush the and... The guy who
1: went down in the... Right, the right. thing of the gas station, I bet you he did not think that he was going to get stuck. Exactly.
0: And, and and you... And rock this was like...
1: Climbers, people who are professionally trained to go into crevices, like the rock climbers who, like, go into caves and stuff, even they asphyxiate. And they're trained to be in those tiny places. Maybe you freak out, maybe... I mean, there could be a ton of reasons to actually accidentally asphyxiate Um, one of the biggest cause, one of the biggest deaths to asphyxiation like accidental asphyxiation is actually babies because their little heads will lean down and they'll just get right, off yeah. their arteries and car seats and all sorts of stuff so it does happen, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, I just don't think I don't think that you could get yourself down in a mat not like that not the way you can barely. If you got yourself stuck in there, wouldn't your feet be hanging out? I would. I would think so. I feel like if
0: I would definitely not get past the, to the point where my feet were all the way in there. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, if you, okay, I've read, reached for stuff that was farther than I probably should. You know, if you, yeah. if you're gonna reach for something, I might put my arm out and grab onto. If you hear that click, it's me grabbing onto the chair, acting like I'm leaning over. You grab onto something you know, to make sure that you can easily have some leverage to pull yourself back up. So, um, but just the way this mat was stood up, um, him, if he was leaning over standing on the bleachers or whatever, just to lean into, into the mat, um, maybe he, either he slipped, like, as he was reaching for it, and gravity just did its job, or...
1: But the hole would have to be so large to get in there.
0: Yeah, that's what, that's, yeah, his shoulder, the shoulder, it doesn't, it It
1: still doesn't make sense just because of his shoulders. Even if it was large enough, you would have to... The mat would still be that large. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, even if you got stuck upside down and you couldn't get back out, the the hole that you were in would still have to be big enough for you to at least squeeze into. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, it just does not seem... And I actually uh, Googled Valdosta, Georgia police corruption. They just—they are in a $700,000 lawsuit right now uh, in February 2020. They also had one a couple of years ago. Police brutality in 2019 there was a, a pretty bad one. These are both against uh, African American or black people. Some people get upset about being called African American when they're not from Africa so I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cases in Valdosta, even like a bribery scheme from another attorney. Again, those little towns, little towns are never great for something like this to happen because everybody knows everybody. There's actually uh, an entire Reddit thread on Valdosta, Georgia, police brutality as well. And yeah, actually, um, stuff out there.
0: his parents, he, they did decide to file a lawsuit against, um, uh, against the court of Delcap County against 30 individuals. And this was for, uh, it was a hundred million dollar civil lawsuit. And and one of the things that they alleged in the lawsuit was that, um, that Kendrick Johnson was attacked on a bus trip 14 months prior to this, his death and that this student who was white? Um, that had a history of provoking and attacking him at school, and that they didn't um, protect him. Um, and I think that part of the allegation was that um, that it was a race-based um, hypothetical assault because of you know them being white students um, and Kendrick being. Kendrick being Black
1: All right.
0: um, but this case it, it was dropped it was never they never took it anywhere and I think that um, they some of the things that it did allege in the lawsuit was that the FBI agent ordered his two sons and a classmate to attack Kendrick Johnson um, so I it, to me it doesn't sound far fetched that it was covered over just knowing
1: and it could be how, covered over not because of race it could just because, be covered over because they were... Because they knew their parents.
0: But the two kids who uh, they, they're accusing, they did... They say that they had airtight alibis. But also, I think that if you really want to say somebody has an airtight alibi, you can you can say they have no airtight alibi. If an FBI agent is saying, my sons have airtight alibis, I think most people are going to... Yeah. Or even if kids in school, I I feel like it could have... It, 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 something always can be done to...
1: To, re, uh, to create Especially appearance of, of innocence. Two brothers, yeah. And I mean that just—you would probably need two people to put someone in a mat like that, unless you hit them hard enough to knock them out first. Which could have been that neck from the back. I mean, if you hit somebody in the neck from the back, odds are they're knocked out for a second at least. Roll him up in there. I don't believe you would be get—you would be able to get out if somebody squished you and rolled you up in there.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. And just to make you even more, like a little bit more angry, the oh <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Johnson's parents were actually sued as well for more than eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars in attorney fees and one million dollars in defamation damages. Um, eventually, Please the don't say
1: from the from the brothers.
0: Um, this was it says by the the U.S. the DOG. So, um, they uh, but. If, I, they dropped the charges and announced that so they wouldn't be filing any if more charges. If they wouldn't continue wait.
1: theirs, I bet. Yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet it was just and, like a... You drop ours, we'll drop yours. Yeah. That's from the government. So, I'm um, Georgia.
0: And on August, but just to finish that off, on August 10th, 2017, um, it did, they did rule that Kendrick Johnson's family and their attorney must pay more than... $292,000 in legal fees to the dozens of people that they accused of foul play in a lawsuit that they had previously dropped. So, something did have to come from Kendra Johnson's family. Um, I personally, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they had to pay anything. Um, I'm not I, I'm not saying you have to be a mother to know what it would feel like to lose a child um, because you can you can kind of imagine it just if you're a human being. Um, but I know that if that was my son, or even just my brother, I would accuse anybody without a thought or without regret, just to try to um, get to if I thought it would get me to where I needed to be to find out what happened to and to get justice for my brother or my
1: kid. Or I don't know that there's any way that you can convince me that he slipped down that hole trying to get his shoes. I, I,
0: I think he had to really just the hole would be in
1: a rush and and
0: wiggling yourself down there maybe or gravity doing doing its job if he's leaning over and just... But
1: even if gravity did its job it would spread the hole because you shove something... I mean if you shove something in a paper towel holder it's gonna bust. Right. You know, like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, because I've jumped and been around and rolled up and I have a, a good amount of experience with all sorts of different mats I'm not sure... That it wouldn't open up. I'm li- I'm literally I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> see what I can find. It's ridiculous. They said that it was this other the Orlando Sentinel. Now who knows how good that is. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a reliable source because I haven't checked that source. Um, the boys say that they. have the Bell brothers said they've been harassed on social media, um, as if they had done it.
0: Um, I and another thing about that is, I had told you before that another um, mm. uh, argument was his why his parents were saying they didn't think it was an accident was not only because of the scene, well, it was because of you know the the his shoe. This is the picture of the shoe where he was reaching for, and you see. From blood pooling, blood dripping, there is the shoe, but the shoe is on top of the blood.
1: Now, hold on. In this article, it says, In July, the court ordered Kendrick's parents, Kenneth and Jacqueline Johnson, to provide a more definitive statement about the claims. Last week, they amended the lawsuit and claimed... I can understand if they're getting sued, because they amended the lawsuit and claimed that the superintendent Wes Taylor and Bell's father, FBI agent Rick Bell, placed Kendrick's body inside of the wrestling mat so it would be found the next morning. That's a a huge stretch. Mm -hmm. You have no evidence of either of those people being involved. That would be defamation of character. It would be like, Jasmine, I'm going to accuse you of murdering someone that you've never even, you weren't even in the same room with or in cell that day. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. like, that's a pretty large stretch he was in overnight. They didn't find him until the next day. Right.
0: So he was upside down for a long time. So it, it a lot of this...
1: The asphyxia makes sense. It yeah. looks like the blood all pulled to his head, which is what would happen. And other
0: pictures I've seen of asphyxiation, uh, positional asphyxiation, it does look it like does. that. Yeah. It does.
1: I mean, it's very similar. The The chest is what gets me, though.
0: Just him getting himself down that far down. um, Uh, Just,
1: just the bruising on the chest. See
0: what I I thought. um, If they did sue the school, I thought they would sue the school based off of um, it was their job to protect their child. Um, I didn't think that I did not know that they were suing the school because they accused the superintendent of uh, being involved in
1: the murder itself. But I thought since so there's a U.S. attorney, Michael Moore. Who has I guess made it a vendetta against, um, Johnson's parents? Um, more I guess has kind of like used the fact that one of the Bell brothers did not get accepted to FSU because of this. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're saying that their lives have been impacted, which I'm sure it would if you're claimed of murder. Oh yeah, absolutely. so I can kind of understand them being like, you have to stop. I still don't know that I could stop if I was the parent.
0: I, I wouldn't. Even I don't think I would. if it
1: was $800,000, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to pay this, and I'm still going to complain every day on social media.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh.
1: And no Kendrick
0: Johnson's father, uh, Kenneth Johnson, told CNN, someone murdered him, and they should be in jail. And if someone did murder him, they should be in jail. And if those boys, um, if they did murder him, then they have gotten away with it and um so you know sorry you didn't get in school but you did murder somebody
1: yeah well and i'm if you didn't didn't. if you didn't if you didn't then i'm so
0: then that's i'm sorry for you that's that's horrible um that your life has been affected forever by something you didn't do
1: i mean there's even been accidental hangings where people have gotten their clothes hooked on things and then got hung that way i mean there's so many ways that you can actually asphyxiate that people are probably not Familiar with, you right. know? No, that that's pretty infuriating. I I definitely think we try to do some tests and see, like, how hard it would be to actually get in or out. Yeah, of the def- mat. and if you rolled me up in it, if I could get out of it, you know.
0: I I feel I I think that, um, personally I think that he, if he was in that mat, he probably had to be, um knocked out or maybe landed in a weird way to where it would instantly um knocked him out that's what i like to believe however like he wasn't he wasn't conscious conscious during the situation
1: um when all that happened i don't think you would be able to be conscious well here's another thing we know about blood pulling i mean you can be in any position and the he had to be upside down the whole time right yeah. So, how did he get laid down? Did they lay him down when they found him? Yeah, as soon okay. as... They,
0: when they saw that... Uh, they say that they... I I kind of was confused about that because they said that when they found him, um, some of the kids saw uh, his feet sticking outside of the mat. But then in the picture um, that I showed you of him being inside the mat, you can That's barely... That's probably s-
1: bad wording. Yeah. They it, probably saw his feet in, the, in
0: there. Yeah, because you can't... I, I um, that was just some of the articles I read. I can't say if that's what was really what some of the students really said, but if you look at the pictures, I feel like it's hard to believe that they saw his feet actually sticking outside of the mat because I- I- when I showed you but that picture, kn- you can it looks up. like it's really in there. But yeah, it was it was stood up against the wall next to other mats. So they before, laid it down when they realized they they thought that's he was in was. there. They laid him down. They laid it down. Correct and. um they, I don't think that they opened it until the police got there. I have to do more research on that, but I don't think they did. Mm-mm. But, um, in conclusion, um, this is there's nothing else to to say about uh, what has come up of uh, the Kendrick, the death of Kendrick Johnson. Um, nobody has ever been charged with his his um, death, even though two of the auto- th- two of the three autopsies done was they ruled it, um, uh, not accidental. Mm-hmm. But nothing else has come, come of it. And if this was a murder, then I
1: hope that one day justice is, justice is served. I would think that it would wear on you. Yeah, I, I mean, especially because looking at it, what if it was like the best running share shared the shoes with?
0: Right. Yeah. You. Yeah. It could. You maybe. know what I'm saying? Like maybe they both like, went oh, no, in. I'm
1: gonna roll up, roll you up, and then I'm gonna, I'll roll you up. Or, you know, like, right? Just not thinking. About the situation that happened, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe um, some of the
0: uh, uh, some of the pictures I've read it also um, it points there being um a hoodie found, a gray hoodie found, and some people don't know um see if you can see in the picture there's the mats and there's where the gray hoodie was found. So maybe if that friend was
1: was um, not DNA tested?
0: Uh, I don't. I think there was, but I don't think they found anything on it. Some people think um if I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it wasn't DNA tested. I mean, knowing, <laughs> no, know, yeah, yeah, no, no, knowing this this area, I
1: would have. But if DNA, DNA tested if it... his clothing, DNA tested the mats, DNA tested. Yeah. But again, their is.
0: carelessness. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if there was multiple students in the gym, then they could, maybe everything would just be inconclusive, anyways.
1: Because there would be like so many different.
0: Yeah, so many different DNA profiles. But if you see where the gray hoodie was, if I if something happened, it spooked them to where they rolled them up. Uh, and they to him, rolled him up, and ran away and dropped their hoodie. You know, I could find that believable. Yeah. Or if his friend was in there and something happened to where Kendrick got hurt and he rolled up in the mat, fearing that he was dead, then I, would, I wouldn't be surprised running. Because like,
1: this cookbook. one shows it right beside another one. But if they were all stacked up, like originally, if they were all stacked up yeah. against yeah. that thing... Especially if it was like w- between the wall and all those other mats, I don't think you could get it knocked over. No,
0: I don't think yeah, I don't think you could.
1: And I don't.
0: I I, I kind of wonder. I, a lot of the pictures I've seen, I'm trying to see if he stood up on bleachers or. Um, yeah, to how reach did he him. even get up there? How did he get up there? Because to, they're
1: not stable either.
0: Did he stand on other mats to grab that one out? I
1: even if you were standing on, see, okay, so here's a good picture of what I mean by they crush. They collapse.
0: Oh, yeah, they I see. They don't stay like that. Yeah. She you know sh- what I mean? She's talking about a picture where you see some of the mats, um, and if they are on their side, they're kind of crushed in. So there's it's a not- hole still. Yeah, there's not like a, a defined hole.
1: So, I mean, it's kind of hard to imagine that he could get himself down in there, even if it was the blue one. So those are the fold-up mats. Even the blue ones that have the hole. That's not a big enough hole to shove yourself down in. No, Mm-mm. even with gravity.
0: Even We're a petite, I feel like a petite, um, a petite woman like one of the smaller women we have in this gym. Morgan. I don't think. Well, I'll take me, Nick. I, I, know, <laughs> I definitely don't think Nicky could fit down in one of those holes. Like Nicky can't fit in it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was he wasn't a big kid though. I he feel was like big, but he
1: wasn't small neither. No, no. You know. Yeah. Plus are I mean you're he wasn't seventeen. You're not seven. If right. he was a not... seven year old, I would be like he totally climbed down in there and died. You right. know what I mean? Like right. you're seventeen. He's he wasn't
0: he wasn't like th- he he was thin, he wasn't big like that, What is this so...
1: picture? Oops. Have you seen this picture where there's a ligature around his arm? Like that? Ah, uh,
0: I have not. Maybe that was where they were from when they were pulling him out of the mat.
1: Cause that totally looks like something's tied around his arm, right? It does, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's there's a lot. a lot of
0: mystery around this case. This I I I'm not a huge fan of mysteries. I, I don't. I love mysteries. I I I'm not a huge fan of those. We will cover those in the podcast. Um, just because it's very infuriating when someone doesn't get charged with a crime, and um, I don't like the idea that that, that whoever did commit a crime is still out there. Um, but next week um, we are going to be talking about. Sorry, one second. um, so we are going to be talking about uh, self defense and some of uh, the true crime cases, um, that relay about how when self defense has, um, I talk more a little bit more about self defense, um, like
1: defensive ones,
0: defensive ones, yeah. And, um, I'm sure any listeners will be familiar with the I Survive podcast, and, um, we're going to refer to a case, uh, to something that happened to one of those girls that did survive and used her self-defense. So, um, we're hoping to be able to do this, uh, start releasing episodes every other week. Um, and I think
1: that, I think that's all for today. You have anything else to add to, Atchamere? No, and if you guys like it, we'll start producing episodes each week um, right now this is just kind of a hobby for both of us and we hope to connect with people who also love talking about true crime and uh, mysteries and things that have happened and hopefully have some interviews we, we are hoping to interview some people that are in these crimes and in these situations kind of to step up ourselves as a freelance journalist I guess you know and just kind of make sure that we're bringing you the best that we can um, and we know
0: today we were a little all over the place. Um, it was our first episode, and we were just going based off of um, we just we didn't from the hip. Yeah, just we just picked episodes that we had thought about. Um, that have we has always stuck with us. This wasn't planned or organized. We just wanted to come in here and just tell you uh, about the podcast. Um, and just talk a little bit about certain cases that
1: maybe you'd find interesting as well. Alright guys, thanks for joining us and please give us some feedback good or bad and let us know how we're doing and uh, we will see you the next time.
0: And this is the Native Tongue. Thank you.